I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Thank you for joining this week. Episode 98. We're almost at the, the triple digits. Number 98. And we're going to keep going and, and do many more. But as we roll up close to the 100th episode that I will try to do something special. We'll see what comes out. I wanted to revisit something in particular because I think it's relevant today. And you hear me talk about it all the time. I guess this is almost like my shtick now. My thing is about the never-ending change and ongoing stress that comes with change. And, you know, we're, we're in the middle of a very dynamic time, which might be an understatement with lots of, you know, pandemic challenges, Russia, Ukraine, um, workplace is changing, great resignation and everything. And, and, and the con- with context today, the context between why I wanted to revisit wellness, which is what we're talking about today, is the world is crazy immensely stressful to the point where it's ridiculously distracting. Um, And it's all pulling you away from what's important today and where you want to be. And this is relevant. You know, this is obviously relevant to myself. You know, I'm going through it. I'm seeing it in the people I'm interacting with. People aren't as responsive as they usually are. Um, and, And I would say it's because we're, you know, we're tuned in. We're tuned into all of this crazy stuff going on in the world and, and, How is that relevant to what we need to do today? The spiral of this is distracting me. I can't get this done tomorrow. That wasn't done. And now the other thing's not getting done. And it it snowballs into bigger things. Normal types of worry. We've got families to take care of. And all of this is is a challenge to our in particular wellness. If if you look at my previous time I've talked about wellness, I've talked about wellness a lot. If you listen to the episode from two years ago, it's a big topic. And the reason I wanted to tackle wellness, and I called it Wellness Organized, I did this two years ago, Um, I was frustrated with, I guess I'll call it the wellness product and the messaging that was out there. I didn't really appreciate uh, the way that it was framed, especially in the corporate world. I'd come out of the corporate world and, you know, doing the coaching thing and everyone telling you just do yoga and meditation and it was very judgmental. I thought the wellness product was very judgmental in the way that you're, it was very disingenuous. It was telling you all the things that you were supposed to be. And it was never telling you how. It was never telling you how to do this stuff. And uh, and that was the big fall down. And so I, I needed to come up with some kind of framework. I needed to organize what I actually thought about wellness. What did I actually need in the moment? Where did I need to focus? And what did wellness actually mean for me? So wellness is a massive topic, right? You've got mental wellness. You've got physical wellness. We've got all of these things. My thought process on this led me to down a rabbit hole, right? I wrote the book. uh, I did the podcast, uh, lots of coaching engagements and and everything came out of it. And so I want to revisit it because it's not a one-time solution. Wellness is not a one-time solution. Wellness is this ongoing challenge. It's an ongoing struggle. It's an ongoing focus, whatever, but it changes because we change. And so I I mean, I didn't even listen to it, what I talked about before. I kind of know what I talked about in terms of 
what wellness means and, and how to structure it. And it's my three categories. And uh, you've got your your physical and your mental and your, your social. It's not spiritual. It's social. Spiritual falls under mental. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but, but now it's time to really make it real for people because uh, being 100 episodes in, we're talking about things like as I reflect, and I'll reflect more on the 100th episode, but things like imposter syndrome, things like communicating to the C-suite, things like interpersonal dynamics and relationships and everything else. I'm going to kick off this next century of episodes with experts that are going to tell you how. I've got a nutritionist coming on the show. I've got uh, this team that have made this incredible app uh, that I don't want to give away the title of it yet because they're going to be coming on. I want them to talk about it, but it's really on a, a mental health and accountability aspect. Uh, which isn't doesn't even really do it justice. It's just it's it's I, I'm really ja- really jazzed about it. I've got uh, too sweet the 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 professional boxers coming back to talk about resilience. He's coming back from from a from an injury and and how he's going to rebuild and uh, all of that good stuff. So wellness, what what it is is it, it really evolves. Okay, what wellness is and what you need in the moment continually evolves. And and my wellness today is very different than what it was two years ago. And right now, I mean, I'm in a very different place. What I need is very different. Right now, I would argue my biggest focus is on social wellness. Two years in the pandemic, haven't really been interacting. These levers go up and down. The past two years has been purely focused on mental. My mental wellness. What's my, what's my you know, self-love aspect? What's my belief system? What do I really believe? What does self-care actually mean? And, and what I do with my clients and what I want to do on this podcast, hopefully, is I hope I get people to think. And, and, you know, I, I, I keep calling it wellness. I wish I could come up with another word. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, you know, when we hear wellness, we think of yoga and drinking shakes, and eating healthy bowls and kale salads and meditating and yada, yada, yada. And that may be, right? That's, that's not where the focus should lie, I would argue. It's some of these are components and how people respond to their challenge of finding themselves to be well which is great, good for them. That's the needs that they have. Um, yes, physical wellness is important, but it's one of the three. Yoga may not be your solution for that. Uh, tofu, in terms of diet, is, is never a solution. I get <laughs> Ever, ever, ever. Um, and we have to go beyond what other people are doing in order to find wellness for ourselves. Just why we have fad diets, why we have you know all of these things. It's... it's um, we have to fill out what it is for ourselves. And what I know people who eat once a day. I know other people who eat small meals throughout the day. I know other people who do intermittent fasting. I know other people who say, absolutely not. Intermittent fasting doesn't work. And that's that's crazy. Um, and and so as a refresh, I want to talk today about, about wellness. And I want to talk about what you're thinking about wellness and how to think about wellness. And how to almost, you know, whether it's meditation, if you want to call that, you can call it whatever you want. Uh, but I want you to to think through a dialogue on on what do you need in the moment, and and how to do it. The the three categories, and I will stand by this. Spiritual is not one of them. It's physical, mental, and social. Those are your three categories. That it's almost like this. You know the cup game with the little marble underneath, and you're moving things around. And those are the three. Right? It's a trick game where you're saying this lever goes up, this one comes down. Where's the where's the shiny ball for today? Those are the three. And I, I specifically leave out spiritual because that's spirituality is a mental exercise. So it falls under mental. Okay. So I don't, I, I think we've often ignored the social aspect. 
to our detriment and it's, it, it actually takes work. At least for me, it takes work. So, so let's talk first. We're going to talk about physical, which we always gloss over. We all know the answers, but we always gloss over it. We're like, yep, we got it. We know what we're supposed to do. Diet, fitness, sleep. Uh, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to work out and I'm going to get some sleep. And yet we never do it. Um, but what we need to know about it, and perhaps it's more of a, a reasoning as to why we do it and why it's so important is that your, your physical activity, your physical wellness, what you eat impacts your ability to think, impacts your, your social relationships. Eating too much, your body's metabolizing constantly, so you don't have the energy to think properly at work, which is why you never have a big sandwich at lunchtime in the office. And you're just dead in the afternoon. Um, your gut is this living organism that's got bacteria in here that actually leads to cognitive ability. So the food you're eating is affecting your ability to think, which affects the way that you think about yourself, which affects the way that you interact with other people, which affects the yada, 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 yada. Fixes fitness and exercise drives oxygen to the brain. Um, your ability to interact with other people. Some would say, and some research shows that the way we feel about our weight and what our weight goes impacts the people that we interact with. So your social communities are impacting how much you eat. The people we surround ourselves with, you know, they, they've linked obesity to our social networks. If we're surrounded by fat people, we're more likely to be fat ourselves, which is crazy. You're surrounded by smokers, you're more likely to smoke yourself. And, and so the social impact, the physical impact, the mental impact, a lot of this, they all interact in this Venn diagram of, of, of crazy thought. So from there... I'm not going to tell, I've got a nutritionist coming on. She's going to tell you all about the stuff you're supposed to eat and everything else. And, and But the thing is, we know, we know we're not supposed to eat cupcakes every day for dinner. We know pizza and hamburgers and everything is an extreme rarity that we should be eating. It shouldn't be, you know, a once a week thing. Friday night pizza night is not a good idea. I would argue it's too often because we're eating garbage the rest of the week. We still do Friday night pizza night. I love pizza. What can I say? But we know we, there's an accountability aspect to wellness. We know we're supposed to eat what we're supposed to do. We know we're supposed to work out. We know that we're supposed to go to bed at a, at a reasonable time in order to get up early in the morning and, and tackle the day. We just don't do it. And we just put up our hands. We say, okay, guess we're not going to do it. Say, fine. Okay, good. Then you can't complain when something else doesn't work out. Right? And and I think this is the, the, the crux of what I, I think I really want to get to with the wellness thing is we're accountable for our wellness. Okay, nobody else, nobody else. There's no fad diet that's going to, to tell you uh, what is supposed to work for you and everything else. It's your responsibility to fully, you want to do intermittent, intermittent fasting? Fine, you can do it. There is a right and a very wrong way to do it. You want to do a paleo diet? Great. There's a right and a very wrong way to do it. You want to do Mediterranean diet? Great. There's a right and a very wrong way to do it. And there is no shortcut. And so what we want to do is we don't want to take the time to educate ourselves on what the proper thing to eat is, what we need in the moment and what our body needs, because that's too much work. Who's got time for that? So we take something off the shelf and we drink a shake and then that's supposed to be it. And it doesn't work. And then we complain that we're so tired. We complain that we're not getting sleep and we complain that we're not, we can't get motivated to go to the gym and yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's our own fault. Can't blame anybody else. It's you. It's your problem. <laughs> it's you. It's your fault. So let's talk, let's talk mental. Um, from there, from the physical aspect, okay, we've got we've got your your physical. We're gonna eat right. We're gonna we're gonna sleep well. We're gonna work out every day. Uh, we then go to mental, and the mental, the three categories of mental. Similarly, uh, there are three. 
are self-love, self-care, and belief system. And it sounds really soft. But ignore it at your peril. And this is the one that I've been dealing with a lot. You know, I, I talked about my dark place in the middle of the pandemic. There was an episode on that. I, I talked about uh, my challenges with with drinking and, and struggling and, and all of that. Um, we could talk about mental toughness, you know, in the context of today. And resilience is a big word and mental toughness and everything. All of that comes from understanding yourself. Okay. Oh, I just got to be tough. I got to rally. I got to do all of this stuff. Mental wellness. Everyone's got judgment on what you're supposed to do. Right. Oh, just love yourself and everything will be fine. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Right. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Whatever you do has to be bespoke to you. And so when we start with self-love, because I guess this is, you know, this is probably fundamental to, to, to mental wellness. And you probably have to start with loving yourself before you can take care of yourself, before you can really understand what you really believe. The Rousseau quote that I always share is, how can anybody be satisfied in life if they are not satisfied with the one person they can never be separated from? And it's this philosophical thing, but but we have to embrace our imperfections. Nobody's perfect. Nobody, nobody has their shit together. No matter how much they tell it, they could be sitting and, you know, oh, I live on this island and everything's great. And I, I have an Instagram channel and I'm an influencer and yada. It's full of shit, right? Behind the scenes, they're miserable human beings trying to present a lifestyle that they don't actually have. And and we live in this Instagram reality. We're impacted by everything else. And um, we recognize that no matter what we're dealing with, everybody else is dealing with something similar. Similar but different if that makes sense. Um, and we get knocked off. We get rattled all the time. Everybody gets rattled. We get knocked off our horse. And sometimes we're back up in a day. Sometimes it takes a month or two. Um, but what gets us back is figuring out our value, for lack of a better term. Right? We have to start this dialogue. It comes from an inner, inner dialogue. It's this ongoing process of what value am I bringing and how do I actually realize and recognize that value and believe that value. I've got these people from the Forgivity app. I said it, Forgivity. They're coming on the show. Um, about how forgiveness is, is, is a mental exercise. And uh, we have to believe it ourselves in, in order for us to get back and recognize our value in all of these things and, and find what we could control and do all of this work. We're going to talk more to them about it, but that's ultimately what self-love is, is embracing imperfection. It's not physical, right? Sometimes we have judgmental stuff. Embrace it, okay? Do you have judgments? Fine. If you don't want them, then address them and change it and embrace the fact that maybe you're doing something you don't want to do. That's bravery. That's where confidence comes from. Admitting that you have flaws, that is fundamental to, to, to becoming courageous, is recognizing it boxing it, addressing it, and moving forward. And we're always going to have it. Patience is not one of my finest virtues. And I know that. And I have I do a lot of apologizing. And I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to help it. But you know what? I also love the fact that I'm impatient because I get shit done. And so there are good and negative things to this. So self-love, I'll explore more about that with the, with the forgivity people. But um, that's something to, you know, think about what, what imperfections do you have that you can embrace that aren't just physical. We all have physical ones too, right? We all want to look better with, without a t-shirt at the beach. Um, but you know what? Who cares? Who cares? So from that, we go to self-care. 
what we need in the moment. And that's sometimes it's a nap. Uh, sometimes it's less social media. Sometimes we just need to cut out of work and read a book. I'm guilty of that. Uh, but part of this dialogue, when we figure out self-love and understanding who we are, is figuring out what we need in the moment. It's listening. It's questioning. It's understanding where our insecurities come from, where our stress comes from. Um, we have to put a name on it. There's an exercise for for this is identify the insecurity, give it a name so you can address it and you could do all of these things. Works for some people and may not work for others, but What's causing your insecurity, the imposter syndrome, um, is a significant one. And, and a lot of this comes from uh, addressing the mental wellness of self-love, self-care, and belief system and security with yourself. Belief system is the biggest one for me. And this, it's my favorite one because it's so big. And, it's, and this is where spiritual falls into. And the fundamental question of what do you believe and this, is, this will impact your ability to take good care of yourself. This will impact your ability to love yourself. Much of our insecurity and challenges come from the fact that we don't know what we believe. We're defending something we say when we don't fully understand what it is that we're saying. And we don't take the time to do that. And when we don't know what we believe, we bounce just from one idea to the next. Uh, and there's just we're not grounded. There's no grounding and bouncing from one idea to the next. And, and previously when I chatted about belief system, it was more on the idea um, that it allowed us to have good discussions in a non-defensive manner, right? Things like politics, religion. I think I came out with it. it maybe it was a presidential election year. I don't know. But in or, you know, obviously, it's, it's still relevant here, right? How can you have a belief system if you don't fully understand the other side, right? You want to say, I believe in God? Well, then you have to understand how someone cannot believe in God. Or vice versa, right? And that's fine, right? And all of a sudden, when you understand both sides, you say, okay, I understand why someone would do that because I fully thought it through, but I don't actually, I haven't bought in, right? I don't buy that. Fine, man. That's cool. That's uh, at a certain point, you know, we've got science to bring us up to a certain point, and then we've got everything else up to another one. Um, it doesn't allow you to ignore facts and reasoning. And, and so that's one. But today, I, I would move beyond the ability to have deeper discussions, and I would say having a belief system gives you grounding, right? It gives you, it, it's a mental health, self-care, and self-love exercise. That's what a belief system is. Uh, it grounds us into something to hold on to when the world is going crazy. And when we fully understand what we believe in that moment and understand that a belief system will constantly change it's dynamic. It's the whole point of learning. We talk about belief and learning and all of this stuff that, that we're supposed to do. That means your belief system is going to change as you get more factual knowledge and you learn. Then all of a sudden you say, all right, what can I deduce based on all of the information that I have? And do I really believe that? And we're not aligning to a group of people and following whoever just tells you to do it we're actually able to say, you know what, this is, you know, I do believe that this is a, a, a viable solution to whatever it is that we're doing. Um, the angerments, the, 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 the anger and the arguments and the, the frustrations that we see everywhere are driven, I would argue, by misguided information and insecurity. And both of those are solved when you figure out your belief system and fully understand it. All right. If you're going to have a belief system, you get all the facts, understand the facts, understand what facts are, and then you address what what shortcomings you have or, or what insecurities you have with it. Um, that's it. I mean, that's that's mental health 101, and it takes a ton. You probably need help with that. 
right? You might need a, a therapist. You certainly need a friend. Uh, and, and find someone curious like you who can have these types of discussions where there's no, almost like in a, this weird Socrates way where you just kind of have the discussion, not to come to a solution, but to hash out what it is, you know, why would I believe that versus this? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, let me go back and think about it. Okay, cool. Um, and that's what I do on my runs. I do a lot of that kind of full, I have full Lincoln Douglas debates in my head while I run because I'm, you know, I'm insane. And that's, <laughs> that's just what I do. Uh, so that's physical and mental. Okay. And I'm going long, but, but this is, you know, I, it's just important. Okay. Just from the people I'm talking to and what people are struggling with, um, it's relevant and it's, it's, it's very important. So the third aspect is social. And this is my most important right now. My mental is ongoing. My physical is ongoing. All right. Right. I, I made focused attempts at that, uh, and continue to do it. Um, but social is, and, and I'm realizing how important social is now. You know, we talk about it, but coming out of the pandemic, I'm starting to see a lot more people. I'm able to interact more. The uh, We just did that run up in Martha's Vineyard, and it was like a real shock to my system of how much fun we had. And and so the, the social aspect has three categories as well. You need a, a support system, micro interactions, and new people. You have to meet newbies. You need new perspectives. And so when I think about social, the support system is who are your people. And if you think about, if you had to name five people, and I've talked about your personal board of directors, and, and we could do that. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's uh, friends and, and whatever. And sometimes it's not. Maybe it's you know some other category completely. Maybe it's people on a team or whatever. Um, the The... This helps mental as well, right? From a motivation perspective, from a venting perspective, to an accomplishment perspective. We talked before about, you know, our diets and what we're eating. We're we're reflective of the people around us. And we're reflective of our support system. And it's fundamental to our overall wellness. From a mental perspective, we're able to vent. We're able to be motivated. We're able to talk about our challenges. We're able to articulate our belief system and question our belief system in a safe place. We are, uh, you know, we find these people have absolutely zero judgment. It's a requirement to find a good support system. And that's difficult for some people. And... Whether you're introverted or not, it's, it, introversion is irrelevant, right? We talk about introversion all the time. We get my energy from being alone and everything else. That's fine, right? I'm introverted. I get it. Sometimes I need to turn the world off. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you can't have social interaction some of the time. And, and when we figure out who our support system is and, and who we're socially surrounding ourselves with and who we're, we're, we're incorporating into that, uh, and, and we get energy, we may get energy from being alone, but you also get energy from the people around you. And that's a lever. It's a percentage thing. It's a balance thing. Some people like more of one versus the other, but you need both. You absolutely need both. You can be the most extroverted person in the world, love a big crowd. Sometimes though, you have to be by yourself. You have to answer the questions in your head. And a lot of extroverted people had real trouble with that during the pandemic. Introverted, you have to get out, right? You can't just live in your head. It's a challenging place to be. It's a lonely place to be, but we need those people who we can implicitly trust. We need those people who can give us good counsel. Uh, we need to be that person, you know, for other people as well, right? It goes two ways. And, and we get mental benefit and value out of that. So you're part of a support system for somebody else as well. It doesn't just go one way. 
right? We don't just take it from other people and then just leave them to their to their own devices. It's a it's a give and take kind of relationship economic uh, aspect. So so no matter how you frame your social system, you do need a support system in place. From there, the other two uh, are less involved, but just almost like a check the box. One is we need to interact, micro interactions. We need to feel part of a bigger world. And it's the librarian, it's the bus driver, it's the people on the train, it's whatever it is. Um, we need to recognize that there are other people in this world and that we're part of something bigger. And there is a perspective beyond us. Oftentimes when things get stressful, we pull our mindset completely down into this really incredibly narrow focus where we're unable to see the forest for the trees. And micro interactions pulls us out to recognize that there is something bigger than us in this world. And that's important. It's important. It's, it's important for the perspective. It's important for the mentality of this too shall pass. There's time. We've got everything. It may take us a week. It may take us a month. But there are other people in this world. The world will go on. We are on a pebble going through space. And you know what? Your inability to get a salad for lunch is really kind of irrelevant. Um, and most of our problems are, are extremely irrelevant. And, and this perspective on micro interactions and bigger people allows us to focus on what's important. Okay, so that's that. The other one is we need new experiences and we need to meet new people, not from a micro interaction perspective, right? And this is one of the benefits going back to the office is to see people and, and do all of that. Um, one of my struggles, and this is when I started working from home eight years ago, was no social interaction. And, and micro interactions were a big part of it. I had to go to the library to work. I had to go work out of the coffee shop. I had to force myself to go into the city. I'm doing that again. Now we also need new perspectives. How are you meeting new people? Because when you get into this echo chamber of the same people over and over, you also can lose perspective. And so we need new ideas. We need different perspectives to challenge that belief system that we already have, to challenge and question things with our support system, to, to just learn fundamental freaking manners to say that somebody has a different idea than I, than I do and how do I appropriately respond to that. We need new perspectives and we need... To, to challenge our thinking all the time. This is part of learning. I've said it always. Kids love life because kids are constantly learning. Adults are miserable because they're supposed to have all the answers. When you go around telling everybody you have all the answers, it's why everyone's so angry. Flip that around and start asking questions from the other side. Be curious and say, wow, this is amazing. Now, they may be, you know, dumbasses, right? A lot of the people are, but um, I get it. I understand it. But we still have to find there are so many people in this world. Uh, it's it's so important to get these different perspectives and to get you thinking about something different. So as, as we look to continue and develop in 2022, as I look to uh, uh, another 100 episodes, which I'll do a real 100, 100th episode one um, to talk about it, but this is everything. No matter what's going on in the world. Now, look, I, I get it, right? a war comes to your front step, you've got some pretty Im impressive challenges. But I'm talking in part mostly to people in the United States, people in Ireland. Those are my two biggest kind of listeners. Um, and so from the perspective of what we're fortunate enough, fortunate enough to only be dealing with, there is a world beside us. We have to focus on what we can do in the moment. What are the decisions we can do in the moment to make sure that we are addressing everything that we can actually control? Okay, by focusing on you, by focusing on phys physical, mental, social, these are the things that we can actually control. When we talk about what can you control, 
And how do you relieve stress and do all of that? Everything else will fall into place. Work is shitty. Focus on you and what you can do. Home is shitty. Bad week at home. Focus on you and what you can do. Maybe it's a run. Maybe it's some push-ups. Maybe it's, you know, changing what you're eating. Maybe it's going to bed early. What I love all about this, and I, I said this a minute ago, we lie in the bed we make. Okay? Your wellness is up to you. There is an accountability aspect. There's a responsibility aspect. You have to do this work. And when we're so busy focusing attention on somebody else or some other challenge or some theoretical thing, it's taking away from what's best for us. And the only way we can benefit the world, the only way we can actually impact the people around us in a positive way is by focusing on making ourselves the best possible person we can be. We lie in the bed we make. And sometimes someone shits the bed. But then you it's up to you to clean your sheets and remake that bed. It's kind of a gross analogy, but it's true, right? It's up to us to make our bed. And that's it. And that's that's what it comes down to for wellness. So thank you for listening. I hope this is helpful. I'm going to get into really tactical stuff over the next few few episodes. Um, because I, I I want this to be to be real and I want people to to think about this and challenge it and you know, there are exercises you could do. If you want free exercises, send me a note. I'll send you some exercises to do. Uh, give me a call and, and we can chat it through, whatever it is. Uh, but it's a stressful time. And it's not even an election year. Holy cow. This is going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be ugly in about a year. It's going to get really ugly. Um, and I, I, I mean that sincerely. So as we look ahead to the future, the time to focus on you is right now. So think about yourself. Be well. Uh, Challenge yourself in really, really good ways. And as always, I'm here to help. So thank you for listening. I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Now do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.